Welcome to another episode of Couch Conversation with Bishop G. We're very excited that you took the time to be a part of the couch today. Virtual couch, that is. We hope and pray that something that is said in the conversation that you listen to today will be a blessing to your life. So the topic, yeah, very interesting one, right? Is it the shoes? Hmm. You're wondering, what exactly are they talking about? Or maybe you already know. At any rate, take a listen. I'll see you at the end of the show. Thanks for joining us. So deep. I I just, I mean, you sometimes always go so far. My goodness. Well, tonight, that's right. What's up, Mm -hmm. That's really nice. So, look at this recording women in uh, power. Women in power. Praise the Lord for it. My my great grandmother, my great grandmother was a pastor. So, yeah, yeah. In in the age when it was not popular for women to be in ministry, much less pastor. So, absolutely. Raised my, raised, uh, taught my father. Absolutely. Something yeah. like that. Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. Listen, can y'all see that? Right over here. Yeah. These yeah. things right here, this thing has caused a lot of controversy right here. Yeah. Um, and you know, Jordan used to the uh, old Jordan commercial because, of course, my, my generation, your city, your That's right. Your city, Um, that's right, Illinois, Chicago. Um, Remember, um, back, Spike Lee used to do commercial with Michael Jordan. Used to say, "Is it the shoes? Is it the shoes?" Well, um, to everybody, we've there's been a controversy that's been put over these shoes that have been put out by Mischief, which are, uh, which is a company that's out of, I believe it's Brooklyn. Yeah, Brooklyn, New York, and um, Mischief took the Nike Air Max 97s, uh, which is kind of pictured above us, and they decided to do a Satan shoe. Now listen to this, people. And what they decided to do is to have it a limited edition shoe, so there was only a certain amount of numbers, and they decided to make sure there was only 666 shoes. They also... Uh, put into the shoe a drop of human blood. And uh, what's, what's the other thing that, that they did with the shoe? They put um, uh, a symbol on the actual toe of the shoe, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it has, you can see it there, the, um, the scripture Luke 10 and 18 on it. The shoe was actually a compilation with a rapper called Lil Nas? Lil Nas X. Lil Nas mm-hmm. X, okay. Mm-hmm. Trying to tell you, keep me up to date. I know Rock Camp. Okay? Yeah, I'm going to take my hands I know, know Eric B and Rock Camp. That's what. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, but I do know him. I'm going to ride my horse down the old town. I'm going to ride till I can't no more. Yes, that's right. him. So that's him. That's him. All right. So... We know that um, Lil Nas X is um, uh, has been in a place where he has felt um, disassociated, unaccepted. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably a, a, even a better word, um, but I don't know if he would word it this way or not because I don't know him. Is maybe even rejected, right? Mm-hmm. Not accepted. You know, sometimes when you don't feel accepted, you feel like it's rejected. Which is another right. thing, though, that I will, we kind of got to talk about, you know, um, is that sometimes people wear the anti of a thing instead of the thing that they actually are. So let me let me express it, is that instead of him really wearing and coming to church or, or even leaving the church and saying that, okay, I'm upset and this is in uh, carrying a banner of, of this is who I am, rah rah. 
what he's actually done is he has reversed it and said, what I am is anti that. Yeah. And I think it's something to be said that when someone has their identity based off of what they are anti and not what they are. Mm. There's something to be said that when you really carry who you are or the position you take based off of the rejection that you've experienced, Mm. it's really for me become symbolic that there needs to be a deep healing somewhere where the only thing you can say um, is that I am anti that. So, so for example, I am, I got, okay, I got on red and white, but um, I've lived in Maryland most of my life, not all of my life, but most of my life was spent in the state of Maryland. And so um, I'm like talk, Maryland Terps fan. And um, in one of the things back in the day, I used to love Len, Lenny Bias. If somebody on this who's listening to this loves Lynn Bias, just like put it in the chat, tell him he was the man basketball So Lynn Bias used to buy, battle actually Michael Jordan when they were in college. Yeah, help me. So, I didn't know who that was. Yes. Okay. When Michael Jordan was in college, Lynn Bias was also in college. And they used okay. to play each other in the ACC. There's a little his quick history lesson. And what I was not was I was not some person who's saying I am anti-Tar Heel, right? Because to identify yourself as anti-Tar Heel is not to release yourself into the fullness of who you could be. But who I am, thank you, Elder Billy, but who I am was I was a Merlin fan. And being a Merlin fan allowed me now to position myself in different places, regardless of different events and everything that was happening, because you could represent me for, I could represent myself for who I was and not simply for what I was against. And I'm afraid that, that what has happened for people who have been hurt in the church, is it the shoes? People who've been hurt in the church normally represent themselves by what they have been anti and not by what God has identified them by. Mm -hmm. We some way, somehow must break away from the place of where we're always identified by our pain. Jesus, drop your glasses. Mm. Yeah, I know it's hard. It's hard. It's so hard. Because let me tell you, because, oh, Erica, because identifying with people's hurt is big business. Sure. Some of our best messages. (laughs) No, see, right? Some of our best messages, some of the, some of the, most hoorah stuff that we get on is normally when we deal with the pain that someone has experienced. Yeah. And why are we prospering so much out of the negativity that has happened in someone's life instead of releasing them into the fullness of what God is saying? We focus on the wrong things. We focus on the wrong things. Man, you work in the field, so you could probably help me. I don't know. You could probably. I'm sure you can speak to this. Come on, give us some, give us some, some insight. I mean, so I definitely, I absolutely agree. I think, um, you know, in the field of, you know, like social work and, and case management and all of that, I think we try to, we always go back to where a person started, right? So we're always like, well, let's go back to the beginning, right? Let's go back to the history let's start from the beginning like why did you feel that way and we're we're often taught that how we were raised or what may have happened is what has changed us or made us who we are today right um but bishop is also it's also like it's it always seems like it's the negative stuff that happened when you know past tense that has made us who we are and not necessarily the good thing so that kind of goes back to what you're saying like we wear we wear the negativity or we wear our feelings on our sleeves instead of just you know kind of like let's let's focus on let's focus on the positive thing right like okay yeah, this happened but guess what i overcame it right 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 why me but instead it it was a lesson that i learned and so therefore 
I ca- it catapulted me in a sense, right? Or it pushed me forward. And so, yes, I learned it, but it doesn't always have to be the negative things. But I think that it's important for people to recognize, right, what it is that they do go through, right? Because everybody's, I, you can't tell anybody how to feel, right? Absolutely. Or that your trauma or whatever you experienced was not re- relative, right? Or wasn't real or wasn't important because it is important. However, I think that what we need to focus on moving forward is, okay, how did you get out of that, right? How did that, how did, how did we get out of that? Let's, let's, let's move forward. But we have things like this, like mm-hmm. situations like this. We talked about a couple of weeks ago, the situation with your favorite uh, artist and his child. Like, we talked about... Oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot all about that. Isn't that amazing? Oh, you know, that is so last week's news, please. Are you kidding me? But I'm just... Yeah, this is... <laughs> Lord, touch touch the bishop's mind, y'all. It was two weeks ago, though. It was I, two. I said two weeks ago. Oh, did you? I thought you said last week. Wow. Okay. Everybody pray for the bishop real quick. Just pray for him. Ask the Lord to touch his mind. Two weeks ago, what I'm saying is the moral of the story is that we have situations that continue to arise, right? Um, week after week. And I guess my it's not a fr- it's not it is a frustration in a sense because I feel like it's distracting. It's a distraction. But then you kind of said something earlier to me where maybe it's not a distraction, right? Maybe it's trying to push us all to a place or is letting us know, especially those of us in the church, there's still work to be done. Like we are behind in the work because I think that these artists or these celebrities or, you know, just people in general, these situations, they arise and then they, because we're human, right? So it may cause us to think about, well, I remember a time where, I wasn't accepted. Let's take Lil Nas X in this shoe, right? I remember there was a time where I didn't feel accepted. I didn't feel accepted in my family or I didn't feel accepted, you know, in the community, at my school, um, at the church. Like, so it starts, it starts bringing people back to remembering what they went through, right? But we stay there. Like, we get stuck there. That's the thing, yeah. It's stuck there. So why can't we, okay. It happened, but I overcame it, right? Right. But right. well, it might make it bigger. And I, 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 you know, because the thing is, is, I don't think there's a lot of money in, unless you are like Robbins, I forgot his last name, the guy that does the big, you know, in, uh, speeches and stuff like that in convention centers and Tony Robbins. There's not a whole lot of, it's a lot easier to find people to circle around than it is to find people to circle around trying. That's true. Because sometimes, unfortunately, we've made it as if you show us your trying, you're bragging. Ain't nobody bragging. I'm just grateful. I'm just like, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just grateful. I'm grateful that God did what God said he would do. Um, and for this reason, I ought to give him some praise. And the truth is, I also overcome, not just by the blood of the Lamb, but by the word of my testimony. So there's my assignment, is my duty, is my purpose to begin to share what God has brought me out. If I don't do that, if I don't share, and it's possible that if we don't share what we've been brought out of, that a little Nas X, this guy that made, you know, him right there, is that little Nas X could end up? Not, wait a minute. He's not the. He's not. Not the shoe. I'm just trying to point to it. Like my finger. Okay, I know. He's not the actual. Down. He's not the actual shoe, though. Yeah, the shoe. Um, okay. yeah, he's not the shoe. That's a shoe. Okay. The shoe. I'm, well, well, what the shoe represents. <laughs> so I, I'm. Um, I think that if we don't share our testimonies, and I've talked about this before. If we don't find a place of transparency or not a place of opportunity of sharing what God has done, mm-hmm. that others will feel isolated and alone in what they are in. 
And so what they normally do then, because nobody in the church is, I can't say nobody, I hate generalizations like that, but because maybe they're not listening or not hearing uh, what God has done for them, is they are really um, to the point where they're saying, you know what, Um, let me find a place where I can have audience. And unfortunately, Mm -hmm. there's always somebody who will give you audience to say, that whatever you're feeling is just okay, and you don't need to move out of it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the challenge always for the church will be to love authentically, absolutely, in an agape way that is one of acceptance, but yet conviction. Come on, church. Did you hear what I say? Is our love is one of acceptance, but yet conviction. Mm-hmm. Acceptance not in the behavior, but in the individual. Right. And conviction right. to change. Right. Acceptance and conviction. That's that's who we are. Is we accept you, but but yeah, just like the rest of us, we all have to be uh, conformed into the image, made it better into the image and after the likeness. And and some people have heard me say this, and now we've, we haven't said this on maybe this type of streaming event, but we know that we were made in his image and uh, your King James reads in his image and after his likeness. Mm-hmm. And, and that after his likeness could be after his pursuit, could be after what I've lost, after Oh, oh my God, uh, where I mess up, my after, I'm, it's my likeness I've got issue. Mm-hmm. I would really even offer, and this is just my own little theological position, I would offer, and all of us are theologians, I heard Dr. Eric Mason say that this week, I think it was Eric Mason who said, um, <laughs> that all of us are theologians in some way, because we all have a thought about God, and what we believe about God, even if you are an atheist. If you are an atheist, you have a theological position. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you just don't know it. It's just not. But that that love, that agape. Thank you, uh, uh, Dr. Parker, for getting me back on track. That agape love that we have for Him must be so authentic, um, so um, so real uh, that when we go uh, and we look, we find ourselves uh, willing to change behaviors so that we can get back into this image. And it's like, it's the Imagio Dei, uh, the image of God. And I believe the Imagio Dei, I believe it's hard to have an image of something you've never seen before. But that's a whole other other day, because I'm talking about the person. So you may have some things that are the image of God, but you're not operating in them efficiently because you haven't seen God. So you need the spirit of God to awaken some things in you that were given to you so you can look more like God. Obeying the Spirit is what really causes us to be the Imagio Dei. It is His Holy Spirit. Because just because you're born, because remember, just because you were born does not mean God sees you as Himself. The Spirit must be at work. I'm getting happy. I'm getting happy. So I know. Um, on the- I know. I, it was, I'm sorry, everybody, for tapping. That probably sounded bad on the speakers. Okay. It's okay. It's okay. Right. Yeah, you got to pray. I didn't have the, the green chairs tonight. You know. We don't have the chairs, so you couldn't be on the floor. So you're right. <laughs> yes. Um, so we, we've got to get to that place. We, we need, the, in order for God to see himself in us, that's the spirit's work. The, the spirit working in us. When you accept Christ, now listen, oh, I'm getting into a mess. When you accept Jesus Christ, you, we must also know that at that point, if you accept him as Savior, mm-hmm. as Savior and as Lord, crowning him Lord in your life, at that moment, you have the spirit of God in you. I believe that with all my heart. I believe that with all my heart, that at that moment, you have the spirit of God inside because you cannot accept Jesus and not have his Holy Spirit. <laughs> but we have the spirit but we don't act like we don't know how we don't know how to agree with we don't mm-hmm. know how to allow 
We don't know how to, we learn, that's part of our learning curve is, you know, this, this spirit is inside of me, but how do I let this spirit speak louder? How do I walk in the spirit and not walk after my flesh? That becomes the place of where the rubber meets the road. And what happened in little Nas X, um, from what we understand in his situation, right, is that I feel like I'm in the church and maybe he gave Jesus his heart. I don't know. Maybe he did it. But I know he didn't feel accepted by the people. Right. But, but can we can we at some point can we at some point stop holding people accountable for what God is gonna be doing in our lives? I know you don't like it, so what? I don't care. I'm sorry. Right. Is that, is that too trivial? I just, I can, listen, I can trivialize anything. Why be like, your house got broken? Who cares? <laughs> I know, that's what I'm saying. So pray for me. Pray for me. Do you have a little empathy? A little empathy? I know, I know. So that, that's why we all need prayer. I'm assigned that we all need prayer. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, but, but I want us to, I want us to really get to the point where where I don't allow people to move me. And it very well could be possible that people are going to get on your nerves and you will feel you will feel like you're being rejected everywhere you go until you learn to position God before people. But I, I also, I agree with that. I think that that also Ooh, comes... I like it. I like when you when you say you agree with it, but that's always... That's well, <laughs> and I probably shouldn't have said, but I just she think would. that a level of maturity right that comes with a level of spiritual maturity because if you have a babe in christ right someone who is just coming um into the church right or they're just saved and so if if this is if that's not a norm for them right and they may be coming into a of course already established church or what a church or whatever the case may be they are looking for this form of acceptance right Mm-hmm. And not to say that this is everybody. Let me say that too, because I'm like Bishop. Wow. I don't like realize everybody, but most of the time, or a lot of the times, <laughs> people are coming in and they are looking for acceptance. And so, when people may shun them, or they may talk about them, or you know, they 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 look for that validation from people versus the validation from God. Like, baby, you already been validated, so just go ahead and do. Do what you're going to do so the Lord can go ahead and keep working on you and doing what he needs to do and forget about what people say. But what about those people who aren't, but they are babes, right? And they they aren't mature enough to be like, forget y'all. You know, and I'm just... Let's liken this this until until, um, uh, regular life, right? Is... Okay, I'm I'm in my last couple of minutes of my forties, right? <laughs> and there are people right. like your mouth, like right. your there okay. are who are in uh, their teens. Mm-hmm. There are toddlers, right? Mm-hmm. You know, because a lot of times we say babes in Christ and stuff like that. But let's, you know, um, and we know that a teenager and myself are gonna handle the toddler differently, right? And we know as well that the other toddler is gonna handle the toddler differently, right? Um, And and so I do think that to your point is that those who are mature must set the culture for wherever they are. And even in setting the culture, you know that there's there's gonna be some babes who want to have more time on the lap than somebody else. There's going to be, there's going to be some teens who are fighting for attention. Absolutely. Uh, but I, I do believe that the, the, that the culture should be established, needs to be established by those who are absolutely mature. Um, and maybe that's one of the challenges that sometimes when we become mature in Christ, that we disconnect from establishing the culture of the whole thing. Um, and so then we're trying to figure out what was going on in this church and this church. I got hurt in that church. I got hurt. 
that's, I mean, I, I promise you that's one of the phrases I hate most that I hear as a pastor of a church. Um, but it's also a reality of what people say that they experience. And in this case, um, it is a reality that they got me to the place where I decided to put human blood in the sneaker. Now, that, that I do feel like was just so very far. Like, very, very much so very over the top. Like, why are we putting human blood in mm. in a shoe? And, you know... Why are we doing that? Why was that okay? I, much, you know, part of my problem and challenge with that is, I don't know what I just did to my computer. I just did something wrong. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Am I okay? Can yes. you hear me? Yes. Okay, because let me tell you, my computer just did something crazy. Are y'all praying? Is anybody out there praying? Okay. Are y'all praying? Yeah, yeah. it's so crazy. So, close book. This is what I have to deal with. You hear that? Okay. So, um, I don't know why you would put human blood in the shoe. I do know that when the Jesus sneaker was made by Mischief, mm -hmm. that they put uh, water from the Jordan, something like that, or, or holy water. Maybe it's holy water. They decided to put holy water in sneakers. Uh, we don't, it was holy. They probably got that from the faucet. It was tat. Listen. That's right. <laughs> That's right. It was out of my bottom. Um, <laughs> if, listen, and the water dried up. Um, but I think to, to part of our conversation earlier, right, is, is this whole thing something for us to be a distraction for us? Or should we be using this as something to build on, to have an awareness about uh, as the church, to make sure, um, you know, I think the shoe, Nike sued them. Did you know that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. They got them to stop, like stop making them and don't send any more out. And they was running a thousand dollars a pair of sneakers for up. The Jesus oh, they sold out. They sold out all of them. Right, they sold out. All, 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 all they sold out. Yeah. And um, but the Jesus sneaker, the top one sold for four thousand dollars. dollars for some Air Max ninety sevens. I'm in the wrong business. <laughs> all right. No, I got you. I support it. <laughs> Because people are just doing anything these days. What? Oh my God. But back to the human blood. Thank you for getting me back on point, Elder Billy. Why you want to buy something? Listen, I, you, I wash blood off of my own stuff. If it ain't Jesus' blood on it, that's the only blood stain that I'm looking for. I do not pray, please, church. I'm not looking for anything else other than that which was. and But I think that. We have come, come into this age of humanism. Mm. We must be so careful about it. Mm. And not just humanism. Oh, God. But we've also come into this age where people have been in a place where the center of their view of the world has become themselves. Their view of the world is all contingent upon how they feel, what they've gone through, what experiences they've had, yeah. challenges they've experienced. Absolutely. That has been the construct. And I'm telling us that we must, as the church, we must be prepared for those who are limited in their perspective and give them a Jesus perspective all over. Yep. Still Still embrace them. Absolutely. Still, still accept them. Like you said, Absolutely. accept them. And, and, and we're going to have to teach that, that we're going to have to teach. I had this conversation the other day. We're going to have to teach people that conviction, though it may feel like being condemned, is not. Mm -hmm. There's a major difference between conviction and condemnation. See, because in the midst of, let's call it what it is, cancel culture, right? Mm -hmm. Is if you disagree with me, then oh well, I'm out, I'm done, 
blase blase because that's that's what a lot of people have talked about in cancel culture but but in the church we got to teach as well that when somebody joins that listen part of this walk may mean that there's some things about you that just may have to change right you know um I'm kind of mad that though both of us have on red hoodies, I said both, both, both of us have on red hoodies, is that what's funny is we match in the sneaker. It's like we, we could probably have more. <laughs> I don't care nothing about that shoe. You know what? Whole week. Whole week. Whole week. Friday tomorrow. Thank you. Well, mine's not, your, your, sweater, your sweater says chosen. Mine says common. I can't I'm, say Kamala's for me. Right. I'm chosen. I'm chosen. Praise the Lord. I, I agree. You sure are. Let's talk about your chosenness, children. Don't, uh-uh. Don't, don't start getting shady. Let's focus. Let's focus. Let's focus. You were doing so well. Let's talk about your call. Should we talk about it? Okay. All right. But, but I'm, I'm hoping that, and I would like to hear, Walter, if some people out there have comments or questions about, or thoughts about what was going on with Little Nas, Little Nas X, sorry. In the shoe, but I'm amazed because his song that he initially did, I'm gonna ride my horse to Old Town Mall. Is it Old Town Mall? Is that the words? I don't know. Old Town Road. Old Town Road. Okay. Old Town Mall is a place that we used to shop in Baltimore City. That's why I, I don't know. <laughs> we used to go to Old Town Mall. Um, but if um, but I'm gonna ride my horse down the Old Town Road. Um, What's amazing is that was a song that really captured the heart, or at least of young people. Young people, da, 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 da. I mean, my kids, uh, they did a, um, a version of that song on um, uh, whatever the kids' radio is on the series radio. And mm-hmm. they were, my kids would jam to that. Yeah. And um, all the baby, all the kids. But I'm amazed by where the enemy always starts a move. And I think mm-hmm. that's one of the things we do need to be cautious of. So there's there's this one piece of it that says, of this whole thing, which says, okay, let's make sure we are doing what we need to do as a church so that there are people who have the type of experiences that Little Nas X had in church. Mm-hmm. But we are still being loving and also accepting, but also convicting that we still have that going on. But then there's the other side of this that says, is this bigger than what we think? And that there is something going on in the spirit realm. And are we causing ourselves, this goes back to what I talked about maybe two, three weeks ago. Are we causing ourselves, uh, are we putting on blinders to what may be spiritual? Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts there? Don't just shake your head. Say, well, no, I was <laughs> okay. You are really. Oh my goodness, God. Okay, I'll be good. I'll be good. I don't want nobody quitting. Neil quit on me already, so I don't want nobody else quit. Exactly. All right, so let's be. You got me. I'm all you got. No, just kidding. Just kidding. We're kidding, guys. Um. So. <laughs> no, I just think that I also think that we also have to keep in mind. Very please. We also have to keep in mind that, um, right. We also have to keep in mind that. I mean, hello. We're not even going to talk about the hurt that I have from. Okay. Um, but I think that he was, he wasn't only talking about the church, right? Um, he's, he was talking about in general. You know what I'm saying? Like that he hasn't. He hasn't, this young man is saying like he hasn't felt accepted in a long time. Sorry, mm. guys. And he hasn't he hasn't felt accepted um by anything. And I think what when you just said how we have to be careful how um the enemy can, you know, he can be good one minute or whatever the case may be, or he may like Lil Nas make that big old song of influence, right? But I feel like this has been who he's been the whole time, right? We just didn't know, right? We didn't know from Old Town Road because it was just a popular song, right? It was a good beat. Everybody, like you said earlier, everybody love a good beat. Mm-hmm. And for the children, you know, 
they can convert it where it can be a good song, a learning song for children or whatever the case may be. But I think that behind it all, there still stood this young man, right? Who has been damaged or who has felt this way, right? Who has felt unaccepted, who has felt as if he had to hide behind his music. Because even Elder Billy said, there's a video, right? He has a song that's also attached to this shoe. Now, I didn't look at the video. I'm not even gonna hold you. I didn't look at the video. I'm not a fan of Lil Nas X, so I, I didn't go into that. But there are, you know, that he went from Old Town Road to now this. Mm-hmm. But there's, a, there's something deeper. Like, he has to hide behind this music, or he has to hide behind this shoe. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, it is about He's seeking something. He's seeking some attention. But it does go back to you saying earlier, like, us wearing, him wearing what he supposedly is anti of. Mm-hmm. But is that just really what he is? You get what I'm saying? Like, I just think that... Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, it's definitely... Trauma can come, and it can be displayed in so many ways, and it can be, it can be hidden. But eventually, I feel like it's only so much that you can hide. Eventually, it's going to all come to the light, right? And so this is an example of things coming to the light. Like, he basically just said, like, I don't I don't care. This is how I felt all these years, you know, and I haven't been accepted since I was younger. Um, and this is the way that he decided to display it. Mm-hmm. I don't think that it's okay. But as Christians, are we going to embrace him? You know, if you hear feedback, feedback for me. Can you hear it? No. Okay. So I think we need to embrace him as Christ would embrace us. I know it sounds so corny to say WWJD, right? But we do need to embrace him as Christ would. What would Christ, how would Christ actually accept or embrace him? Yeah. And I believe his experience, I believe a, a Christ experience is always this. Show me where it hurts. Let me heal it. Go your way and sin no more. Show me your hunger. Let me feed it. Go your way and sin no more. Right? Mm-hmm. Show me where you're naked. Let me clothe you. Go your way and sin no more. But what we can't do is we can't be afraid of the nakedness, the injury. We can't be afraid of whatever that looks like. And that looks like, of course, Nas is helping us with the subject, but this this subject matter goes for anybody uh, in the world, no matter who you are, how old or how young you are, is, um, is at some point, you have to show your nakedness. You have to show your vulnerability. You have to show your trauma. And when you show uh, the trauma, um, that you're going to have to leave that up for a while, Walter, because I'm, I'm in the middle of talking. I haven't read it. Uh, but in the middle of showing your trauma, you have to then get to um, the point of where I'm able to minister to you through that actual trauma. Um, because God doesn't heal what's fake. He doesn't heal what you don't reveal. He doesn't heal what has been covered up. At some point, if if you feel like, um, and and you can't uh, you can't be reject the conviction over the desire for acceptance. Mm-hmm. Can I say that? Mm-hmm. Right? Is that's part of the growing up piece? Is that yes? You want it your way, and you everybody wants it their way. But at some point, you can't. Your what your desire for Christ must be greater than your desire that somebody that people would just only accept you for where you are. Okay. And, and 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 when I say acceptance, good, I'm, I'm saying again, not the person, but the habit, or the okay. lifestyle, or the, right. the better word, the behavior. Right. Right. So that's that's what I mean. And see, probably what he wasn't able to do and what we have to be able to do is we must be able to differentiate the behavior and the individual. Mm -hmm. I don't call you what you've done. 
I see it two different ways. I've always done it. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's a gift. I don't. I don't know what it is. But I have never seen people as what they have been through or what they've done or anything like that. I, I've never typed. And, and there are people who could chime in if they wanted to share their own stuff, and they would tell you, Bishop G has never locked me into my sin. Bishop G has never he never did any of that. He may have told me I need to change some things, but he never identified me only by what I had been through, whether it be high or low. Because are you also just the same way you can't identify me by, by my behavior that's low, you can't identify me by my behavior that's been triumphant. Yeah. Because in as much as I've been on a mountain top, there have been times I haven't always been there. So, okay. All right. Uh, okay. Can somebody show me Darian's thing? What did you you read it, Erica? Didn't you? What did it say? There it goes. Okay. First the time, everybody, Darian was supposed to be on this uh on this live tonight. Yep. Last because I'm sick of it. Go the world doesn't know how to handle conviction in an age of humanism. He absolutely needs the love of Christ. Uh-huh. It is the goodness of the Lord that compels a man to repentance. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and Darian is absolutely right. And that becomes the difference between conviction and condemnation. See, because the world doesn't understand that what you have been called, what the what the body of Christ may have been giving, or even the spirit as conviction, is not condemnation. And what the what causes those two things to look extremely different is agape love. Is that I'm not cutting off my relationship. I'm not destroying you because of your behavior. I'm still with you. You're in it, and I'm telling you, I'm picking you up on Wednesday. And you're mad and seeing people who don't know how to receive it. They're like, why are you picking me up on Wednesday? When I just uh, when I just told you what I did and you told me I need to stop and now you gonna pick me up? Yeah, it's because I, behavior and you are two different things, and this yeah. is conviction at work. This is not uh, uh, this is not a condemnation at work. Condemnation would say condemn the person to hell, whatever. Don't ride in my car. That spirit will never be in my car. Can can we just can we for the record just present? That spirits ain't jumping from one person to the next person, and just because somebody was in your car, don't mean you got it. Or, or just correct it. Just, I mean, just real life. Can we just throw that out? Okay, therefore, charging God and His love foolishly when we generalize our traumas and experience. Thank you, Amber. That's right. Thank you. Thank you. Neil had a question. He asked, why do we feel like he used the scripture that he used? Luke 10 and 18. Listen, very good question. Thank you, Neil. Looks uh, for that question. Let's read. I have the NRSV tonight, and I hope that's going to be all right with everybody. You'll be fine. So in NRSV, Luke 10 uh, and 18 says, and he said unto them, watch Satan fall from heaven like a flash of lightning, right? Now, what I read, and I don't know if what I read was Lil Nas X words. And I, I don't know. I, I know how the media is, and they can take your stuff and twist it and become, before you know it, it's something totally out there that you didn't say. Um, but what I read is he feels like his fall or his lack of acceptance put him out there and now he's free to be whatever. That's that's what I gathered from the things that I read. Mm -hmm. But I, but I think it's important for us to read the pericope, if you would, that is actually within that section. Yeah, that's my Baptist place. You hear my Baptist Read, read. You know I like Baptist. Come on, read. <laughs> <laughs> I know I know. <laughs> Come on. Right? Uh, the seventy returned with joy, saying, "Lord, in your name, even the demons submit to us." Mm -hmm. He said unto them, "I watched Satan fall uh, from heaven like a flash of lightning." Verse nineteen says, "See, I have given you authority to tread upon snakes and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing will hurt you." Verse twenty. 
Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your name is written in heaven. Right? Um, so, so here's the... Marion, um, I'm still not your friend. So <laughs> here's here's the, the thing that gets me is even if his intent with that verse, if anybody, I would challenge anybody just to grab your Bible that's normally sectioned off and just read that little section. That's mm-hmm. 17 uh, through, I believe it's 20, right? 17 through 20. Mm-hmm. And when you read that section of 17 through 20, it's talking about the people who, or, or the person that he's trying to represent with this shoe is a defeated foe. He is. Absolutely. And that that spirit is subject to a whole nother person's an individual who have been given authority by Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, and so so I think here's what I, I believe that the body of Christ should do, because we are we are always to discern the time and the actions that are in. And when I say discern, I mean to judge properly. And when I say judge properly, let's let's just keep this plain. I'm not talking about going always in your prayer closet and waiting for a move of the spirit to happen that says, ooh, this is what we do. Discerning does not always have to be that type of method. Sometimes discerning is, hmm, what could be the outcome of these situations? Let me judge what I should be doing with this. That is discernment. And so I believe that one of the things that if we can find the 666 people who have ordered these, we know one of them is Molly Ray Cyrus, is that what we need to do is call Molly and say, Molly, do you understand what the scripture is really saying that's on the side of the shoe? And because because I want in all of your getting for you to get an understanding. So the best thing he did for, for believers even though he put a drop of human blood in it, come oh Jesus, Lord, I feel you, Holy Spirit, is what he did was he canceled any ability for it to work when he put the verse of scripture on the side. Come on, Jesus, work up in here. Uh, I, I'm sorry, y'all, I just got too crazy for you. No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. I really believe that you this... You tone it up, you tone it up. I like it, I like it, you tone it up. <laughs> I believe that this scripture gives us a entry point of where the believers come in so we can snatch out at least 666 people from the gates of hell. Yeah. So so I'm glad that the that the passage of scripture, for whatever his end reason was, because his end reason does not directly correlate with the text. It is it is at best, it is at best a sub- um, um, it's a, at best an eisegesis of what he tried to do with that. He did not read the text thorough enough to say, oh, that's where I want to be a part of. Of course. I mean, and I think that that also kind of goes with how people can interpret scriptures differently, right? We've talked about this before, how sometimes the scripture can say one thing, right? The King James version of the scripture, but people can get hit whatever platform, right? And that one thing, the scripture can say one thing, maybe, and the people will make it mm-hmm. what they want it to be, right? Right. So Lil Nas X has has read this, or I don't even know. We don't even know if he read it. I you think he just said Satan. And the lightning falling, right? And so he's just like, "Oh yeah, here I am. You know, I'm I'm gonna use that because right. I'm falling. I'm gonna right. be Satan fine or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to go ahead and fall and use this scripture, but totally out of context. That's not what it means. Right. But I think that even people do that even to this day. Not even just little Nas X. Right. And so that's why it's important for us as humans, as Christians." To read the word of God for ourselves, right? Read. So read, hello, come on, fast this, hello. So you gotta read it. You gotta read it and you have to read it for yourself because I do believe that you put the scripture on the shoe and it has brought a light, right? So thank you, Lil Nas X, for the exposure. But I think I would hope that people 
would actually say like, oh, let me go see, let me go, let me go see what Luke says, right? But you know what? Let me let me say this, and and I appreciate you, and, and I know I gotta, gotta stop soon because you know I can keep going. Mm-hmm. I, I appreciate. Did, did sorry. <laughs> the Amber said he googled Satan. Right. Yes, he did. <laughs> I appreciate um, us making sure that people are reading the word because it's something that we definitely do. Thank you, Gary. Clueless. Um, but I think one of the things that we also have to do is um, we got to be careful what, what's happening in the season, and that is that people are making up what they want to believe. Um, the, the rightly dividing, thank you, Darian Lee, is not something that's actually happening in our world today. Right. Someone sent me a, a, um, a text message um, earlier this week, or it might have been last week, and in the text message that was sent to me, uh, they sent me a message showing that um, that there's Krizlam, uh, is that what they call it, Krizlam? Yeah, a merger of Christianity and Islam. Hmm. Never heard it. Uh, yeah, so there are things that are happening. There are things that are happening where mm-hmm. people are trying to appease themselves and it is the spirit of humanism that is rampant in this world where you want to satisfy yourself. Where now you're going to say, well, you know what? I like some of what was going on in, on, in the nation of Islam or in, in, or in Islam. And I like what's happening in Christianity. And so, you know, so I think there's a way to do both because, you know, I just want everybody to get along. Listen to me, people. You got to stop making up your own faith. Hello? You better, you better, one, one guarantee, listen to me, listen to the words that are coming out of my mouth. One guaranteed way to miss God is to make your own religion. <laughs> Absolutely. You're going to miss God by doing what you think is right in your own eyes. I'm in the word. Check it out. You will miss God by trying to do what is right in your own eyes. You must stick to the text. We must stick to the text. Um, and so I'm amazed by what is happening in this season. But I think that we we do. We have to judge properly. And we have to take our opportunities. Because, listen, there's nothing Greg Dennis could have done to stop Mischief or Little Nas X from doing what they've done. But what I can do is capitalize off of what has been done. And the attention that has that it has gained, and the question comes: What are you doing? Are you having conversation with your children? Are you telling your children why you don't want them to buy the sneakers with the blood in it? Are you telling? And when you tell it, and when you're telling them that, is it simply? Oh God, help me! From the perspective of of your traditional dogmatics, or do you really have something to say? Is it because? No. Mm-mm, we don't believe, oh, that was too far. Oh, he glorifying the devil. And your son's just going to say, oh, it's just a pair of sneakers. Is that the conversation you have? Or are you taking it a little deeper than that? We're not. We're not going deeper. Because if the only thing you're saying is, oh, that, that's the devil. That don't make no sense. I'm telling you, your children will say, it's just shoes. Just like the Jesus ones. You said nothing when I... When I got the Jesus ones, you didn't think all of a sudden I got more saved. So if I got, right? So you didn't think I got more saved when I bought the Jesus sneakers. So what makes you think I'm going to be a more hellion if I've got the Satan sneakers? Mom, can you help me with that? That's going to be the question that comes back to us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> People don't want to hear that. You walking too heavy. They don't want to, they don't want to help. They don't want to be held accountable for what they're not doing because what we know is they're not doing any type of explaining, right? Because letting these kids, you know, the kids are already virtual. They already, they barely get on the on the screen to do their schoolwork. So you know they're not explaining about no. Uh, I got two of you. You got to tell me. Listen. Oh, sorry, sorry. You're in a spot. They're not at all. I'm about to be identified by my injuries. 
We thank y'all for um, your feedback, uh, for your questions. Um, this has been really good. I think we just, I think overall, we really have to do some, um, as the church, even as just as humans, right? We have to do some self-evaluation. We have to, it's okay to ask questions. It's okay to do research. It's okay to kind of know what's real and what's not real, right? Or try to understand, have that spirit of discernment, like Bishop said earlier, of what's of what's taking place, right? Um, what's taking place currently? And is it trying to, what is it, what is the Lord saying, right? What What is the Lord saying to us? And what should we do as a people to um, do better and, and love on these people? So we're absolutely praying for Lil Nas X. We're praying for Mischief. The, the shoe company um we are absolutely praying for them as a whole oh now pastor wilson we, we about to go see you see how he does you see how you see how he does that's how he no, does no we're trying, to, we're trying to get him off he's, of the but he's right he's right yeah what else are you on the cheeks yes that goes back to being anti see that goes back to the I've got a, I don't have a position. Yep. So my only way that I can do is be anti of that. Easily, easily swayed. Yep. Yep. Wait, be over here uh, being shades of gray instead of being black or white. Uh-oh, sorry. Okay. Yep. So, hey, we thank y'all so much. Please remember to follow Couch Conversation on YouTube, like and subscribe to us on Anchor as well as Spotify. Bishop has a podcast. Um, if you all have any topics that you want us to discuss moving forward, um, we only have a couple of more episodes in this season. Uh, this season kind of went by really fast, and so um, we have enjoyed you all. But if you got any topics or any questions that you all want Bishop G to answer, um, we will be back at the Please. third the third Thursday of this month because it's April first. Um, Bishop, it has been a joy. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, Bishop does have an Instagram guy. Ooh, follow follow him on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Listen, look at those He lit. You lit, Bishop G. Yeah. You know what you do? No, no. I'm just asking. I'm just asking. Hey, and Joyce, love you. <laughs> I was just asking if you knew what it was. I, I think I know. I think I know what it is. I don't know if I, I am late. You lit. Yeah, you're a little late, and Joyce. It's okay. It's okay, and Joyce. You can go back and watch it. And uh, chime in and tell us your thoughts. But we love Please. you guys. I'm going to stay on. I, I actually, I think I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to, Rewatch it, and for those who are on other things and chiming in, and yeah. I would like, I'm gonna probably chime back in again if you have any questions or comments and stuff like that, uh, to whatever it is that you have. So, Bishop G will come back on, he will, uh, he will look at you all's comments and answer them if you still have questions. Uh, and I'm, I'm very proud of Bishop G. I told you, you lit, you lit, love you, Mug Barnes, love you. We love y'all. Have a good night. Love Have a all. great um, Thank you for coming on. Share, like. Yes, like, share. Tomorrow is Good Friday. Sunday. Tune in to the Seven Last Words tomorrow. We're having a Good Friday service. You know, white, my baby. What's going on? Ooh, you lit. You lit. You lit. You said you um close to 50. Remember? Oh, sorry. All right. 
love y'all. Love you, Bishop G. It's been a pleasure. I love you so much. All right, take us out of here. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. I must be honest. When I first heard the topic, is it the shoe? I was a little leery. Uh, maybe because I didn't know exactly where they would go with it or how it would apply or be applicable to my life and the life of the listener. But as always, Bishop and his co-host Erica has a way of taking biblical principles and some very practical things, integrating those into the conversation, into current events, and making a very, very, very holistic conversation that is very much so beneficial to how we live our everyday life. Thank you, Bishop G. Thank you, Erica. Well received and noted. To our listeners, thank you for being a part of our virtual family. Thank you to our subscribers. We ask that you continue to subscribe and to share and just be a part of the great things that we're doing over here on the virtual couch. Um, as always, we welcome comments and feedback, couchconversation20 at gmail.com. And um, we look to see you very soon. Two weeks, we'll be back on the virtual couch. Have a great day. <laughs>